Hey everybody, I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 90 of Love the it. David Osikinen in the Pocket podcast. <laughs> that sound was Dave's trumpet. <laughs> Not Matt Cappy, maybe. But we are going to hear... A real no offense, Dave. We're gonna hear a real trumpet player. To, uh, I'm not offended at all. Trust <laughs> right. me. We have in the studio with us today for episode 90 here at Wildfire Radio in Woodbury, New Jersey. We have a fellow South Jersey native. His name is Matt Cappy. He is a trumpeter and composer and arranger and producer, and he has worked with everybody. Pretty much, uh, you, He's brilliant. You, you want to name He's some brilliant. of the big names? We're talking rock and roll Hall yeah. of Famers. We're yeah. talking Grammy winners. Yeah. We're talking Jay-Z, Earth, Wind & Fire, Roots. Michael Jackson, The Roots, Jill Scott, Elvis Costello, The Mavericks. Hey, he's played with the Hooters. The Hooters. The Hooters. Yeah. John Legend, Dave Matthews, Aretha Franklin, Tony Bennett. I mean, we could go on and we'll get to a lot of those stories throughout the hour. Really, really honored to have Matt Cappy in the studio with us Absolutely, uh, here on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday after Memorial Day. Hey, I want to uh, mention our sponsors real quick before we get going with Matt. We are brought to you again this week by our friends at Croker Percussion. That's CrokerPercussion.com, where they are dedicated to creating quality handcrafted percussion instruments with superior sound quality and unmatched craftsmanship. If you go on the website, again, it's Croker, C-R-O-A-K-E-R, Percussion.com, and do a backslash IT. You'll get a yeah. coupon for 5% off anything in the store. Thank you so much to our friend Eric Metz at oh, Croker Percussion. The and they are great. Really good. I would have brought the rig with me, but I didn't have time today. I'm going to store one here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff. If you, know a, if you are a drummer or you know a drummer, check it out. Hey, and we're also brought to you again by our friends at the School of Rock Main Line in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. Uh, Dave Marsh. And who's the other guy over there who runs it, Dave? It's Rick Allison. Rick Allison Rick and Dave Marsh. Rick birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Rick. Rick. Spelled R-I-K, Rick. <laughs> hey, they, uh, they take young musicians and they yeah. teach them and train them and give them the opportunity to play on real stages and, and play some of the best music ever recorded. Dave's a teacher over there. So if you're a drummer and you uh, want to take lessons from Dave, check it out. Schoolofrock.com. We're talking specifically the one on Mainline uh, Philadelphia, Berwyn. Uh, call them 610-647-2900. All right, we're here again in the Wildfire Radio studio. Taylor Kurdatis, as always, on the other side. I, I probably just butchered that. Did I tell? Did I butcher that, Taylor? Oh, you got it. Kurdatis. Well, I've been mispronouncing Kredidus. mispronouncing Dave's name for, <laughs> for, ni for 90 episodes, so I might as well mispronounce well, yours, Taylor. Everyone has with my <laughs> The best is Fran Smith when he when they said, uh, Dave is sitting I said, where's the D? <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw in some extra letters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're fine, man. Yeah. You're, we're very good, by the way. So we're, we're uh, happy to have Taylor with us, as and, always. And we're extremely happy to have, as we stoked. said, in the studio. Studio with us with his trumpet. Yeah, uh, his name is Matt Cappy. Yeah, uh, Matt, how you doing? Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Andy, I'm great. David, great to see oh, you. Oh man, great Thanks to see you. Me. Oh man, we are excited about this. You know, you know, uh, over the last year, my bucket list thing was I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up a trumpet. And I don't know if I really told you the, the real history, and I won't go into the long, long story of it. But basically, when I was a kid, my dad. My dad loved Harry James, was mm. a big fan of jazz. And so when, when, when I was in fourth grade, going to play the trumpet. No, no, I don't, no you're going to play the trumpet. So I, I got it, they got me a trumpet at school. I think it cost something like 300 bucks or something, which was a lot of money back oh, yeah. talking as I'm old. Yeah. So uh, I get the trumpet. I take it home. We're, we're, we, they loan it to us. And I think you pay every week a little bit with the, with the, with the assumption at some point you're going to buy the thing. Well, when I got it home... I, I, I went to oil the valves. Yeah, I don't know. I think I told you this you did story. Tell me. That's a great where, story. Where I went to go put the valves back, I put them in. I put it in wrong. I didn't realize that it was the valves. Well, I went to play a trumpet. There was no sound, and I thought I broke it. And I was horrified. I remember thinking, 
can't tell my dad. I'm not telling you. So I bring it back to the school, and they brought, took the trumpet back, and I never heard a word about it. For years, I think it was maybe, I mean, I'm talking maybe years later when I saw somebody changing the valves, I realized I didn't break the trumpet. I just put the valves in wrong. <laughs> so I wanted to go back. And so this year... And Matt was kind enough to give me one lesson, and I'm going to go back and take some more. So it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, I love a, the horn, Matt. That was awesome. Well, I love yep. that you love the sound of the trumpet, oh, and, you, and you get the nobility of it. Yeah, and, man. And it, it speaks yeah. to so many different yeah. uh, memories and emotions. Yeah. And, yes. and everything. It so. brings me back. The tone is like when you were playing, warming up, and just even looking at your trumpet. And I'm glad you played mine, <laughs> too. The sound that comes out. You know, it's like that. everybody has it in their DNA, the tone. Yep. And when you played, you know, uh, it, it, it was like nothing I ever heard before. Man. Well, thank you. And I've been listening to your record, and it's it's what a piece of work. Thank Beautiful, you so much. I'm, I'm really, Beautiful. really honored. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm yeah. honored. Thank you, David. The thank record you. is called, that Dave mentioned, is called Tales of the Tape. It's the second album uh, by Matt as a solo artist. Uh, and we're going to play some songs from it a little later. Uh, Matt, Dave talked about being, um, you know, in fourth grade and, play, and his dad getting him the trumpet. Is that around when you started playing? Exactly when I started. Yeah, the, the summer before fourth grade. And, um, and you know, everyone out there, and, and maybe we can talk to it as well, like the power of like one amazing teacher in your life and, and the difference and mm -hmm. the course that it can set for you. But, yeah. you know, literally for me, it was my, my elementary band director, uh, the wow. great, great man, Mr. Bill Garten, uh, South Jersey legend. Um, I grew up in Berlin Township, right. went to Dwight D. Eisenhower. And, you know, this man had been there, you know, maybe five or so, maybe 10 years even before I got there. But he turned this little, you know, blue collar town into like mm. the, the percentage of kids who were in band was yeah. like phenomenal yeah. you know like hundreds of kids on That's, stage that is amazing in a little blue collar town yeah. and um and so i grew up going to see my sister's concert right. she's three years older she played clarinet i get music from my mom's side she yeah. played clarinet and piano and uh, but i just remember the spring concerts like the whole town coming That's wonderful. and everybody watching their older yeah, yeah, yeah. sibling on stage yeah. right That's cool. but he also <clears throat> poured into us where it didn't sound like you know, it actually wasn't a bad concert at all for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Like, the music level was really high because he, A, showed us how much he cared about us, so we wanted to, like, do as best we can for him. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't really know any better. Yeah. So it's like, if you had a teacher being like, yeah. no, the bar's up here. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, you know, we're yeah. going to get you there. And uh, we all worked hard, and uh, it was, I still have just amazing experiences I love it. that you said, you know, you wanted to, it was like, you know, you wanted his approval. His like approval. he meant that much to you. You know, I, I, you know, I was lucky enough to have teachers the same way. And I still remember the guy that was teaching the trumpet it was Mr. Marchman. And I think I was in fourth grade. Yeah. But then later on, there were drum teachers. Uh, you know, I'm still in touch with, you know, uh, Buddy Ostapovich, Bo Weiko, of course, Joe Casadas in New York, who was really turned me on to playing jazz, mm. you know, learning how to play swing and really understand how to make a dotted eighth note mm. you know, for drummers. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so, uh, but, but I got to tell you, man, uh, it was later on, you know, uh, with Joe, but man, I, a teacher means so much, so much, so much, man. You know, his, his, where you go, and and tons of catchphrases that yeah. he's had throughout yeah, yeah. the years. But um, and then interesting enough, though, he had his elementary years when I was in elementary school, and he had done twenty five or more at that point. And then I actually, interesting enough, book ended with Mr. Garten because then he came up and became my high school band director. My last two years, yeah, we won two state championships in the jazz wow. band era. We uh, solo one. Of course, oh, totally. man. all that stuff. Was this uh, was this Overbrook High School? This, this was Overbrook High School. Yeah. So um, at that point, I think it's even gotten bigger. But at that point, no matter if you're a big school, small school, right. you basically send in a tape 
and they they pick like the best 10 and then you would show up because much a lot of people don't know like marching band seasons obviously very popular everywhere yeah. jazz there is a jazz band season in, in new jersey where you know from march or like february late february march you know every friday night we're at your high school you know and like yeah. 10 bands show up yeah. we're at your high school the next friday so that season happens yeah. um and thankfully because you know i gotta say that the new jersey um just music um as far as what they expect and 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 how much they push you again i'm grateful to have yeah. grown up there and i know pennsylvania's great too i'm not yeah. gonna but, um, but it sounds like no i'll speak to my son wrong. played sax in the jazz band at yeah. cherry hill east and yeah. he and he you know he got to experience some of that too i mean yeah. he didn't go on to play music like you did but yeah. but it was a very cool experience and he got great instruction and great and some great uh, concerts he got to participate in so did you know at, at, when did you know matt that this is something that maybe you wanted to do for the rest of your life pretty early or um well my you know if you ask me that question as a fourth fifth grader i wanted to be a professional musician yeah. or athlete right i wanted to be a star <laughs> right. and i was a good athlete all the way through high school too i have that part of my thing but then i stopped growing <laughs> and i knew the professional what was your sport yeah. what was your um i was all group four soccer and i was all conference wow. baseball wow. um so i could have played either in college yeah, yeah. like division three maybe division two wow but um, it would have stopped there. And uh, so then I was like, well, I got a scholarship to go to the University of the Arts. And so I pursued that. But I got to say the first two years were rocky because, you know, now leaving the safety of also being an athlete and mm -hmm. just regular life yeah. and going yeah. into a, like an arts college yeah. specifically where Re reality it, started kicking reality. in. Right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, good practice days. You're like, yeah. okay, I can do this. Yeah, Bad yeah. practice days. You're like, Oh my God, uh, yeah, what yeah. am I doing? Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can really, am I going to be able to do this? Like I yeah. can, you know, so it took two, two years, honestly, of, of the back and forth of that wow. to then settle down. The winter break of sophomore year, I went out to the university of Kansas. I have a, a, a close aunt out in Kansas city and UK is actually not far from Kansas city. So they took me and I, toured the campus, met the, the trumpet professor, took a lesson. And I remember I was sitting at the Fog Allen Fieldhouse at uh -huh. the University of Kansas. Yeah. And uh, I just needed an hour to, you know, to think, you know, and I'm like, you know, fell in love with three girls I saw on campus. <laughs> uh, That'll do know, it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the trumpet guy was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really knew that I was, you know, like, I would have been fine there, but and it would have been like, you know, to me, I, I think I would have been a, trying to escape to academia to feel mm. comfortable as mm. opposed to really dealing with yeah. the uncertainty yeah. and like just staying in an urban environment, a major city yeah. and, you know, and, and saying, Hey man, sink or swim, let's go. It's time to do it. <sighs> so, so I, I, I ended up not doing Kansas and went back to UArts and, uh, had a better mental frame to finish right. out college yeah. and, um, and, you know, started working, you know, so it's interesting my life kind of has been similar since, say, junior year. Of college. Well, you must have been. I got, I got to tell you one quick story because <clears throat> when I bought this trumpet yeah. after a friend, uh, the great Dave Kirshner, loaned me a trumpet. I don't know if you know David. Of course, loaned me David. a trumpet. Who plays horn with in the pocket stuff, and he's great. And he um, loaned me a trumpet, but his daughter needed it, so he found me a deal on the trumpet. So I don't know if you know a guy named John Ashcroft. Yes. But John was the guy who dialed in my trumpet. He cleaned it up. He did a great job. And he told me, hey, you got a great trumpet here with the 43. Yeah, yeah you do. And uh, and I told him, I said, yeah, I, I, I was just right after I had a lesson with you. Oh, yeah, a few weeks after that. And I told him about the long tones and everything. And he said, he told a story about when you were really, he said, yeah, so you're, we're a legend to him even. He said, he said, there's a story about him playing. He heard something, a tape of you playing with, you were sitting in with somebody, but you were in high school, yeah, and just burning. And I mean, the t and I think he used the 
the term he talked about your tone at a young age yep which was like from john and when i walked into john's studio where he works on trumpets there's dizzy gillespie there's miles there's all these great great trumpet jazz trumpet players that that i've never even heard but i know they're greats yeah. just, i just look at them like <laughs> where they were holding their trumpet yeah. i knew that they're badasses but it was unbelievable and he was talking about you and he wow. goes man you have no uh, you're, you're so lucky to be friends with the guy and to be able to get a lesson from the guy wow that's what he said man that's amazing yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. incredible yeah that's what john said <laughs> it's, it's funny yeah, yeah uh i will say i guess in a way um um I've been known to have a good sound, right? But I've worked hard on it, and yeah. that's basically what is, has has made my way in the music industry. Yeah. Is that? And, and I'll say because because the late great. So so I got to mention three people. One was Mr. Bill Garton. He gave my parents the number to um, the late great Joe Fallon, who was first call in um, at the Walnut or at the Forest Theater, mm -hmm. um, and also in the heyday of Atlantic City was awesome wow. when one of the orchestras down wow. there. Wow, wow, wow. And I was, uh, ended up being his last student, but he was the lineage from Tony Marchione mm. from the Valley Forge Music Fair. Yeah. And, uh, Heard that name. Yeah, yeah, like he's a trumpet yeah. legend. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and there's like a whole side of Philadelphia who are like Marchione, like under the Marchione school. Yeah. So I got, you know, through Joe, I got some of that Marchione school training. Wow. Um, Port Richmond, North Catholic, amazing trumpeter, amazing musician, um, ranger, all that. And, so if you turn that cover over, the tapes that you see for Tales of the Tape, so when I would take my lessons from uh, 1985 oh. to 88, yeah. I would bring a cassette to his house, nice. and he would put on a vinyl, yeah. and halfway through the lesson, flip the vinyl, flip the tape, yeah, and yeah. I had hundreds of tapes from Joe Fallon. Wow. Um, so this, the, 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 the title comes from that story of, of Tales of the Tape. So here I am. Fourth end of fourth grade, fifth, sixth, seventh, most of eighth grade, just hearing Vivaldi, hearing Bruckner, Brahms, hearing um, you know Duke Ellington, uh, mm. Clifford Brown with strings. Like mm. I mean, he just poured into me wow. like an encyclopedia uh, of music, and I think really that absolutely is a, a is a secret to my success as being a musician too. Is that a I was interested in li learning to the or listening yeah, to this, yeah. but then when he you know this this incredible musician himself saw that he was like yeah. oh i'm just gonna keep giving this kid tapes feeding yeah, yeah. Feeding um it. so feeding the beast that's what they yeah. say yeah <laughs> and then um yeah. and then he also said an amazing thing that that really has helped me because dave i was in the, you know trumpet world right there's <laughs> the thing the joke about trumpeters it's like it's like those two japanese fish in a jar like you just you know you get two around each other it can be brutal <laughs> um and uh and i've never been that guy and, and yeah. as a matter of fact there, some parents of kids I've taught, they were like, you know what, man, you, you really don't act like a trumpeter, like other trumpet teachers we've had or met. And I'm like, well, that, I'll take that as a compliment yeah, because yeah. it's never been about that for me. It's always about the music. Yeah. But And then maybe another reason was I never could play high notes easily. Oh. So I this this instrument I've worked at. It yeah. was never just... And it's funny where the sound has come around because this same man, Bill Garton, who I love dearly and I'm, I'm thankful he's still with us, he said something in fourth grade that literally made me cry and I wow. had to like get it together. But he was like, man, it sounds like you got a sock in your trumpet, man. You got to get it out. Like, you, I, you know, we got to work on that. Like your, your throat's too stuck. Yeah. You, you know, you're choking something. Oh. And I like, you know, at that point I was, you know, first trumpet right. thinking I'm doing some stuff. Already, and then here he calls he, me out in front yeah. of everybody. Now I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, so I start working with Joe Fallon on it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a thing, you know, that then Vince um, Penzarella, second trumpet of the New York Philharmonic, he said, 
you know, you got to sing as you play. And that's mm. what, that's my thing when I was mm. talking to yes, you. Yes, yes. In the trumpet world, yeah. it's very much like a vocal instrument. You have to sing, be singing as you're playing technically to have your throat open. So, you know, that started years to get there and to start opening up and to have this sound by when I was in high school. Now, all of a sudden, I guess people are talking about my sound. Cause yes. I was doing that. But it wasn't, you know, again, it wasn't easy. But then, so then Joe Fallon helped me too because... I was uh, very lucky. My superintendent at the at the school at Dwight Eisenhower loved Maynard Ferguson. Oh, right. And uh, so I had a superintendent with Bill Garton, um, Joseph Caramana, whose name is Mr. Caramana. And he, you know, like anywhere, like the, the, if, if Maynard was near us, I remember my first show ever was seeing Maynard Ferguson in Pensacola, uh-huh. 1984. Was Eskin with him? I mean, oh, not Eskin, Erskine. I'm sorry. Uh, Sports you know, I, I might have not even Erskine. known, but he probably yeah. was. Yeah. If, if he was on the band yeah. in 84, then he was. Yeah. Yeah, so, him or Bissonette, and a Bissonette. So you know how Maynard, or, you know, amazing everything trumpeter, but specifically yeah. known for yeah. how crazy he could play high. Yeah, yeah. So here right. I am trying to do that now uh-huh. and can't do it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, again, like just feeling distraught. Like yeah. I'm gonna suck my whole life. I can't do this. Yeah. So Joe Fallon sits me down and says, "Listen, Matt. Like I'm in eighth grade." He says, "Look, G's and jazz, G's and jazz." And he goes, "You know, to be a professional, yeah. you have to get up to a high G, like a right. double G." Uh-huh. Um, and you have to be able to play jazz. If you can do that, you'll yeah. work. But then he, the, the other thing that really honed it in was like, look, so here you go, low C, first ledger line below. The, that's right. That's the low register. Mm-hmm. Now high C, double, double, um, yeah. two ledger lines C yeah. and above. Yeah. He goes, that's the high register. Yeah. Now he goes from C, double C, yeah. all the way down to low wow. C. Uh. In between here, man, yeah, yeah. he goes, that's the cash register. <laughs> if you can play yeah, yeah. in tune yeah, in, in that. and good feel, yeah. good you know, feel, articulation yeah. between C and C, he mm-hmm. goes, you'll never not work. Wow. He goes, that's the cash register. Wow. That's the secret. That's value right and there, And then so man. I started being like, oh, so I didn't have to just be like Maynard or like a lead right. trumpet player. Yeah. Like, so eventually, you know, I, you know, that's what it was. So, in, you know. I'm like the perfect trumpet teacher for kids who are like me who just can't norm- naturally do it. Because it's freaky with trumpet, like with your lips and your teeth. Some kids who honestly can't play good trumpet can actually just play really high notes right, amazingly. Right. That, I can play high notes, but I'm having trouble with the other stuff. But so. they can't. Like, but I ain't giving up. No. Well, it's a journey. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, it's a journey. You yeah. know that. Yeah, be, of course. So, so here it is. Like for them, I'm like, look, it's like we're climbing Everest. Mm. You know, you get to a new base camp. You can mm. hang out. You get more comfortable with that note. Yeah, yeah. And then you keep going up. Wow. So, hey, uh that's Let's amazing. hear some of Matt's work. Um, yeah. We got the uh, we got a few tracks from his uh, new album, Tales of the Tape, comes out next week. Uh, June. Love this record. Uh, you want to just play a little of the? Yeah. Uh, we won't play the whole thing because it's seven minutes long. But let's sure. play a little of the uh, opening track, Tronics, yeah. and then uh, we'll come back and talk about this new album with Matt. Uh, Taylor, you got that ready to go? Goose that guy.
But you just we were, we were chatting we were the track was playing but uh, you mentioned the great drummer Mickey Rorker yeah but I had a moment with with uh, I had a moment with Dizzy Gillespie wow uh, um, we were at some award thing and I I was fortunate enough just to have to be I was seated next to Dizzy <laughs> what to go up and do this I I, for, I even forget I was so excited about meeting Dizzy that I forgot what I was giving away was this in the states it is, or? yeah it was it was this is going back to I think um, probably around eighty nine. You know, I, I I think I was still even living. It was before I moved out to the West Coast, and um and I, so I'm sitting next to Dizzy Gillespie. So what do you say to Dizzy Gillespie? Like I'm going, oh my God, because Joe had me playing uh, it, to learn how to swing. It were Earl Gardner yeah. records. Uh, yeah. I would have to play brushes too, and then there was a uh, 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 Dizzy Gillespie, and 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 then Joe would talk about Mickey Rooker. So I said to Dizzy, I said. Uh, Man, I, I love Mickey Rooker. And he looked at me, he goes, Mickey! <laughs> and he said, Mickey! And, then he, and then he, it was almost like, I can't remember if he put his arm around me, but I wow. just felt like he welcomed me in just because I knew who Mickey was, you know, like rock and roll guy, you know, at the time, you know, I, mm -hmm. I you know, but I love that music, you know, because yeah. I knew it was like, I can't do this and I'm going to learn how to do this, you yeah. know. But Dizzy Gillespie was the man. That's so, what an awesome, what an awesome I know. moment. I know, I know, I know. It, it, you know, I love those, those guys, you know. I, I got a chance to meet Buddy Rich. We were talking about Mike Boone, yep. who who is on your record. Mike Boone on that. Uh, yep, Mike Boone's upright. So my first album, I didn't have any uh, upright on it. Ah. And this song, this album, I have four, and Mike plays on all Beautiful four. Beautiful tone, man. Yeah. He sounds and great. great. As I was feel. saying, just you know, he's kind of like the Philly. He yeah. is a Philly legend, but he's mm. also the the wise man now yeah. uh, at this point in his life. But he's also he's kind of like the overseer of the whole Philly jazz scene. Yeah. But he's real, you know. Um, uh, positive and and uh, just just wonderful. And his son, the young Mackay Boone, who's only a freshman. In high scary school. good. Scary I heard guy. that track and I was like, "Who's this drummer, man? Yeah, he's, Tone, he's, feel, fills just his choices. Yep, space, exactly. You know, space is the deal. A lot of drummers like you know the and and the fact that he's a freshman and plays that mature yep. says so much That's about cool. him, man. Yeah, you know, no. it's like you know he, he literally reminded me of Gad a little bit. You yep. know. Beautiful player. Yeah, Great he's tone. on a song called Activate, and he's yeah. on a song called Better Days. But, yeah. Um, but I wanted to get, it was special for me to have both of them on the album. Right on. You know, just yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, as a timepiece. Wow. So. Matt, you were, um, you were obviously playing for a while before you put out your first album, which I guess was 2017. Yes. Right, uh, Church and State. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. you put this one out. Um, what inspired you to finally put put out your own album was that something that was always kind of in the back of your mind or yeah, um i would say it, it was andy and um and just like anything um i i guess the more you kind of sit with it and and i was so at that time you know i've been it's crazy as we all know how fast it goes um right. but it's like you go from meeting jill scott you know getting into her first band fatback taffy yeah being on her like gold selling 826 live album right um and then you're just at that point, you're like, man, I'm actually doing, I'm making a living as a trumpet player. And wow. I'm getting, this kid from Burlington Township is now 
the f- furthest west I ever was in my life was was to, to yeah. Kansas City, yeah. visiting my aunt and uncle yeah. many yeah. times in my life. Yeah. Now I'm in L.A. and now we're in Amsterdam at a sold out show. Remember, I remember that feeling. And it was just yeah. like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And then honestly, David, you look up and it feels like that. Mm. And I've been on, I've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, it just seemed like one tour always led to the next. The yeah. timing in God's way was just perfect. Which yeah. it would take a, her, her, the run of her album would be done. And then yeah. the roots wanted the horn section. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, Kirk yeah. Franklin wanted the horn section. And it just, it just was just one led to the yeah. next. Um, and you look up and you're like, whoa. But also at that time, you know, you're, you're maturing as a person. And then even the belief in yourself to even have anything the viable or, you know, you know, for, to be an, an artist yourself. So yeah. to answer your question, I, I was working on, you know, would bring a writing rig with me on the road. So every hotel room I'd set up, start writing, just trying to work on producing right. beats, this and that. Mm. Eventually, you know, I liked enough melodies where mm. I thought this was a way to go. I love the production of this record. Thank I you. mean, it's it, what, what really struck me is what one, the playing is great, but there's so many records these days. Sometimes uh, when some, you know, like if I, you know, we have a lot of friends in the, in, in the music yep. business and, you know, making music and I go give me records and I'm, I get a record. And the one thing that sometimes falls short with guys that are like really great is the production sometimes. And this, when I got it, I went, man, this, this, you know, it's an independent record. It's not put up by a label, right? No, this, so this, yeah. I, it's my label. I just started a label I love that. East Philly Records. It could have been put out by uh, Blue, Blue Note. Right. And I, I love, I love know? the whole, I love the whole East Philly thing because that's how you, you tell people you were from East Philly, which is actually Camden County. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I started doing that on airplanes, Andy. And because, uh, you know, you get in a talk with someone who's not in the music business and then, <laughs> I would say, well, you know, I'm from Jersey, but from musically Philly. Philly. So I was just like, well, I'm from East Philly. <laughs> and uh, it's funny enough, most people are like, oh. oh yeah. But then if someone on the plane who was from our area, they would look like, where are you from? I'm yes, like, what, you're like, I'm you like, grew up in the river? What, yeah, what, what, I'm, like, I'm, I'm from Camden County. It's like, uh, right, yeah. you know, Astoria to New York or like, <laughs> you know. Williamsburg to New York. Um, so one, so I named uh, the title or the first track on Church and State is East Philly. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I, I went with that theme and started East Philly Records to, to put this off. My first record came out on uh, Ropadope Records. Right. Um, and now I decided to, to branch off and do that. Yeah. But um, I'm very proud of the production. At, yeah, just like lovely. I was with... Um, um, Church and State. And, and I yeah. guess I got to say, it's like I've been blessed to... To have to many sessions, like the, going back to um, the in the pocket session we that did. That was fun. And when you have film people, Nich- you should tell that story because the thing about uh, uh, when you did uh, Fall in Philadelphia, you played the horns, right? Was that the one? Uh, I, I did um, the one with backstabbers. The, I did I did uh, I did I did the one that Graham sang on uh, Disco Inferno. Oh, well, what? But the other all one the with, horn parts though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would blew people don't know that you came and you did. I walked in and Matt's playing like all the horn parts. Just layering everything. He said yeah. an idea to do something, which was, yeah. I, I was blown away by that. You know, it was incredible. No, I appreciate it. And that, it's like using the knowledge that you acquire, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky enough to be in a session with Phil Nicolo or David Seconden or, you know, in my neo soul time um, with a Jill Scott or Music Soul Child or yeah. The Roots or, you know, other producers. Um, Timberland or you know someone and they're like nah man we want five more stacks of that 
We, wow. we want it. We want it really thick. Like yeah, yeah, not yeah. just trying yeah. to be thick. We yeah. want. But it you know to how be... to do that. That's the key. There's a lot of guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, I, I was just blown away by the the, the precision hmm. and the tone. Again, the tone. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a beautiful thing, and you just you. knew exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, it was far out, man. I was knocked out by that. Man. Well, and that's funny because. You know, and I'm thinking, I remember, well, true story. When I got the call to be in, to, to basically show up for a rehearsal with Jill, yeah. I was, uh, at that time in my life, I, I had a couple different Catholic school gigs as like the one day brass guy that come and give mm-hmm. lessons. So going back, funny enough, Tony Marchione's widow, um, Agnes Marchione, the great Agnes Marchione, incredible piano and, and, and vocal teacher. I got the call from my good friend, Jeff Bradshaw, like, man. Where, uh, where are you at? And I was like, you know, tie, suit, I'm in a lesson. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, at, I'm actually at Paul Six High School uh, teaching a lesson. I mean, you, you got to get over to RPM right now. Like, there's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, Jill's band, she's yeah. about to be here. I want right. to hear you play. And I'm like, great. So I'm like, okay. So I go out <laughs> and I, I stop Agnes from teaching the class. I said, can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. I said, look, remember I told you I, st- I was going to, I was sitting in at a place called Wilhelmina's and yeah. well, I just got this call. She said, go, go. She's like, go. Oh. She said, go. And, and you know, we'll, we'll make up what you yeah. got to make up. So I show up. Yeah. Everyone else is like cool cat as can be right mm-hmm. here. I come in with like the sh- certain tie. I'm like, <laughs> hi guys. How yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit down and try to play this cool Neo soul stuff. And, uh, but I was honestly blown away. At, um nobody had a music stand oh and most people could read but there were still some cats in the band who actually couldn't read yeah but yet were the like literally the best musicians yeah. in the band yeah, because yeah. they were forced feel guys yeah. feel guys but even just tone they hearing. were just forced they, yeah. like they because of that they've they've listened mm. better and mm. more intently to the music mm. than anyone that's who an reads. important thing to say man that's you know yeah. and, and so it was my first time even in college everything yeah. there's you're behind a stand every time yeah so it was the first time like take the stand away and then that would that started my education of getting comfortable yeah. a without a stand in front of me and b getting my ear game up to the level of cats who really listen because it's funny dave even professionals today yeah. if i call someone for a gig and i'm like you know most people are like well do you have charts i'm like well yeah i do but i don't want to give them to you right now i want you to listen to music and, uh-huh. you, and you're going to come in and, and i just got that for a gig by the way same thing just, just happened i said you want to give me a heads up on what's up no we want to get your perspective on it well that and Came also <laughs> okay. and then that, that also because i listen when you show up to an amir quest love like we're playing july 4th mm-hmm. and we're backing um we backed um hall and oats we yeah. backed everybody right yeah 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 he doesn't he wants to know that you know like if for some odd verse yeah four measures in there was like two little notes in the horn section yeah you better not just be sitting there counting like that wasn't supposed to be there yeah. like it's, it's the wax for a reason yeah. and this what I, I what i love about philly in general is like every the musicians i've been blessed to play with it, it's like everybody takes the music so seriously it's yeah. not it's not about us it's not this cool shirt i'm wearing my my hairstyle with other cities it's kind of like that mm-hmm. philly's like well here's the music if we're gonna play you know some tsop song like that's a hit mm. it's a hit for a reason yeah don't change the part yeah like we're know playing it. the music no so it. if you're the bass player no it i don't want the extra note mm-hmm. if you're the drummer i yeah. want the drop where it's yeah. supposed to be I want, yeah if you're the trumpet player so yeah we, everything should start there mm-hmm. and then when it, when a group coalesces and now you're going to play it live okay maybe we, we we stop the restrictions a little bit and then we want to feel perspective yeah but that truly is what makes philly great i, yeah. I love yeah. that i love wow. i love the way you describe that great yeah that's yeah yeah 
<laughs> because it's like really it, it's so hard to get a single on the radio, right? Let's oh. be honest. No matter what yeah. genre, true. And harder more, these days than ever. And more and more people, they just they honestly don't get it. It's like, look, that won the lottery, and there's a reason. There's mm -hmm. a DNA in there that mm -hmm. makes it special. Yeah. So listen to it and figure it out. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's got to be your cup of tea, right. but there's a reason it's a single. Yeah. It makes me appreciate. Like I, you know, lately I've been doing a lot of teaching of late and I've been listening and I even go back to, you know, say old Hooters songs Yeah. and it makes me appreciate what happened back then. You know, those hits, why was it a hit? And like, you know, and cause you know, I think, you know, I've heard this from people say, Oh, you know, you, 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 let me use the word. You made, you made, or you're going after hits. That never happened. No. We just were evolving as a band, always. You yeah. know what I mean? As a, any musician, just evolving as a musician. And, you and know, I, I feel still, I still feel at 65 that I want to evolve. You know, as yes. a musician, I still want to. Yes. Because a reason to get up, a reason to like root for a song, and then it makes me appreciate all the other things. Yeah. You know, all the other. You know, uh, with successes. And failures <laughs> at the same time. Well, you learn from those. There's well, there's there's two parts of it too, right? There's a, a live Hooters show. Yeah. But making an album is a whole different thing. Totally. And yeah, you're going totally. for magic. Like totally. you're trying to sprinkle magic dust yeah. there and yeah. say, well, maybe you know, as simple as maybe three and four, we yeah. don't do the kick there. Yeah. You know, all, you're just, right, just, the, just that little part. Yeah. And then when the soup, and then you listen to it, you're like, yeah. for some reason, it's yeah. better now. Yeah. Like maybe space. Yeah. Maybe this. So yeah. some, when you yeah. mentioned earlier, some really good musicians that we know sometimes make records, yeah. doesn't really come across, but it's like, they don't realize yeah. it's two different things. Like yeah. when you see them live, it's one thing, it's amazing, yeah. but making a record's a different yeah. thing. And if you yeah. haven't spent enough time in yeah. the studio yeah. or been on enough sessions. Yeah. Nothing worse than getting like, if your buddy that gives you a record and you know what they play like you know what they're about and you go and you go like well, why do you why, you know go look well why why did you prepare like that on this record you know why'd you do that you know it's, yeah and also and i think in the jazz know, sense there's yeah. also live you feel you, it, you can let it swing a little bit yeah because you feel like it's not being recorded yeah sometimes in a live jazz setting or any type of record any record honestly because even with you it's like okay the red light's on this this is counting yeah it's like all of a sudden that tension eats yeah. in yeah it's not as free as i like i personally cut. like i like record being on always yeah i'm like i look at and phil knows that about like i work a lot with phil Niccolo. yeah so he knows that and his brother too it's like you don't know because so you just catch the catch the magic i said because i'm not really thinking i'm just i'm just moving yep. the intuitiveness of it you I know love, I, love I, I love you know uh, uh rob hyman uh who i is is you know i learned so much from rob over the years Amazing and it, early on he was always like a you know he had that producer mentality and you know hit record put that on get it because you don't know i agree how, what 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 greatness you can get and sometimes the new okay the red lights on and you're th uh you know you tighten up things happen yeah. let's talk we're talking about recording um, i read a quote from you um matt that um the most scared you've ever been behind the glass was uh, recording with earth wind and fire Absolutely. You, you, you want to tell, tell a little bit about that story Just wow so um vernon there yeah. Wow. Well, well, it wasn't Vernon though, so he was you know the yin to the yang. Yeah. Maurice was there. Maurice. Oh. So, whoa. And um, Maurice wasn't yeah. feeling great at the time. Honestly, oh, yeah. he was battling. Yeah. I think something that yeah. ultimately you know he was bad. He just physically you could tell probably didn't feel good. So that didn't help things. But here I am. So it's the young uh, Keith Pelzer and um, produced a song um, and uh, and it was I actually had this picture that recently. Jeff Bradshaw um, showed. So that's that was the session. Oh my god! That's that's you can. 
pass wow. that to Andy. Oh my God! Um, Look at this. But um, so we're at. To the there, we are oh, at. Um, wow. okay. That's incredible. I don't know. That's gonna hold, yeah. hold up on the. What camera, year but... was that? that um, was like... it's probably like oh four oh five. Um, and we are at um Sigma. We're at Sigma, <laughs> and um young Man. young Keith. Pelzer, who was one of the six producers who produced Jill's, who was Jill Scott. Mm. So after that record came out, Dave, the whole recording town of Philly took off again. It was yeah. like, this yeah. album is magic. Cool. And there were three sets of two guys, right? Yeah. So it was yeah. like two, three pairs. And each one of their studios kind of blew up independently. So it was like myself and Jeff were getting calls just to, to run to each of their studios now yeah. as they were doing stuff. But yeah. so this, um, uh, it's called Elevated is the name of the song. Right. And um, you know, they wanted to throw horns on it. So it features um, Marsha Ambrosius um, was singing on it. Actually, in Flowetry, I think, was on it, too. So maybe the uh, Natalie, who was the uh, rapper, yeah. um, was on there, too. But I show up, and it's like Verdine and Maurice. And it was like, oh, God. But Did you know they were going to be there? I didn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that up. It's great. So, you know, but you have Verdine, who couldn't be nicer. Yeah. Smiley, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, man. I know yeah. you have seen you guys with Jill. Man, we're so happy to have you on this oh, record. Oh, man. And then this is my brother, Maurice. Yeah. Stoneface. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, but get the business. But Stoneface was one thing, but yeah. then the other thing was like he's at the he's at the desk. He's yeah. at the, the studio desk yeah. and the glass and we're right on the other side. <laughs> and I remember Jeff and I just looking at each other like Whoa. Like what the fuck? He's not even <laughs> like, uh oh. So it goes We can say on. fuck on here by the way. Okay. So so it was uh yeah, that was the most tense it, I've ever been. Like, yeah. It's just trying to breathe, yeah. <laughs> settle my breathing. Yeah. Because here you have the mastermind of Earth, Wind, and Fire not smiling on the other side of the of the desk, mm. and just like how many uh, how many takes did? Uh, honestly, not not many. I mean, we we nailed it, and right. it was good. And yeah. when, when he was like, "This is great," and so at that time, I think I was on flugel too. So we brought. <laughs> what's neat about Jill's first band is there was no saxophone. It was it was a lot of trumpet bone or flugel and bone. Ah. It made this warm texture yeah. over this like you know kind of like new version of yeah. um, Marvin Gaye kind of stuff. Wow. You know? And so people really took to that. They were like, "Wow, that's cool." And um, so that combination because you know we showed up on michael jackson's butterflies that way it's like they just wanted this warm and jeff's tone is so big yeah. my tone is good so it was yeah. like you know it was, wow it, it was nice it was do we like, have that uh no we don't okay. um but uh nice. so i mean we talked at the beginning of the show about all these people you played with i mean you you basically toured the world with jay-z and headlined some of the biggest festivals in, in the world I mean, you want to share a little bit about that and what that experience was like? Yeah, that was absolutely uh, the high watermark as far as uh, touring goes in my career. Um, three years from like 08 through 11. Fantastic. Um, it ended up with um, opening up the Cosmopolitan Hotel on New Year's Eve from 2010 into 2011. And the bill was Jay-Z and um, Coldplay. Oh, um, wow. Pretty good bill. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that pr prior, that December prior, um, we had uh, opened up for U2 on the 360 degree tour. Wow. Six weeks, uh, New Zealand and Australia. Wow. So, you know, 80,000 people in Sydney, 80,000 right. people in 
you know. You uh, took that long flight to Sydney, huh? Perth, yeah. <laughs> I've done that. What a beautiful city. Yeah, isn't it? What a beautiful it's, city. It's a hell getting there, but once you get there, it's what, like, I mean, yo. Sydney's amazing because yeah. then it's like you, you can take those ferries. Mm-hmm. It's like you take a ferry to Ocean City, and it was only like 15-minute ferry ride. And it's like, <laughs> so people have this can have this amazing beach life, take a ferry to work. Mm-hmm. It look, kind of reminds you like the San Francisco kind yeah. of like waterways, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you're right yeah, by yeah. the, yeah. the um, opera house. But the craziest... Um, three-day stretch in my career was so at that point so and i have to say well i'll just talk get into so we uh play the isle of white festival which is off the south coast of uh, south southwest coast of uh, england yes coming back on a ferry um there's a private plane waiting for us because we were playing the very next night at bonnaroo we're headlining bonnaroo so we headline isle of white we come back. I met Juliette Lewis, played that same festival. Cool. So she, you know, as we're getting close to the mainland, everyone's off the, the ferry just looking at the mainland. Right. Juliette Lewis happens to be next to me, and she bumps my elbow. She goes, hey, you're a rock boy. And I'm like, <laughs> you're Juliette Lewis. <laughs> right, right. And then so we're all there. We're like, oh, my God. So we, all, we got a picture with her and stuff. Uh, she strikes me as super cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. So then we, we get on the plane, uh, and we go over to uh, Bonnaroo. We land. We go right to the festival. Sound check, um, and then we absolutely so. So that tour was special, man, because it was the the biggest and best of everything. So you know, Ableton has sort of just started coming. It's like ten. It's crazy. It's ten years ago now. Yeah. It's like you know, or eleven years. Time ago. is moving and quickly. <laughs> so we headline, yeah. and you have the best staging in the world. I bet you have a ten piece band. Right. You have. Pro Tools in the box on Ableton and then a 10-piece band mixed on top of it. Wow. it. It was steroids. It was crazy. People wow. were just like, this is this is amazing. And I would never think to come to a Jay-Z show and be be wowed that way yeah. if you weren't, say, a hip-hop yeah. fan or yeah. a Jay-Z fan. Yeah. Yeah. But they were. It was, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, so then Dave Matthews happened to be there, and he was headlining the next night, Sunday. And Rashawn Ross is a good friend, and Jeff Coffin, who are on the album, uh, Tales of the Tape. They um, Rashawn pulls me back, and at that point, I'd played many times with Dave Matthews at that point because mm-hmm. when I toured with the Roots, Alpine Valley 2007, mm-hmm. he pulled us up and we started playing and sitting in. So yeah. it's like I've, it's, I've been blessed to sit in with him many times now. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls me aside and he's like, yo, the guys are just um, wild at your set that you just did. Yeah. So they're like scrambling. They want to they wanna improve our set any way we can. Yeah. So would you and uh, my friend Lamont Caldwell on sax, would you guys mind staying over and just playing with us tomorrow night? <laughs> so we're That's like, crazy. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. So they, they extended our hotel room. They got us a flight home. Yeah. So that three days, so it was Idle White Friday, Bonnaroo, Jay-Z Saturday, Bonnaroo, Dave Matthews Sunday. Right on. So you basically headlined Bonnaroo two nights in a row. Two I nights mean, in a row. Once with Jay-Z, <laughs> once with <laughs> Dave Matthews. And the Dave Matthews, there was no advance there was no, notice. That, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, wow. And it was all like, okay, cool. So just like every time you do with the Dave thing, like you meet with Rashawn and uh and jeff at this point used to be Leroy, of course rest in peace great saxophone yeah yeah you know we would it was all head stuff it was like mm-hmm. okay there would be like four or five songs all right cool here's the here's the verse to this here's the bridge to this cool mm-hmm. cool, cool you got it okay mm-hmm. good moving on the next song mm-hmm. here we're gonna throw a little wrinkle in you had a verse bridge hook all right cool yeah and go, you know, and it's like see on stage. <laughs> well, you're, oh, I love it. Your versatility, man. I mean, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, That's but great. you also, I love the Mavericks, and yes. uh, you played with the Mavericks. Right. Uh, you toured with them, and you oh. were down at the New Orleans Jazz yeah. and Heritage uh, Festival with them, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's uh, yeah. that's another great uh, gig, obviously. Yeah. Great <laughs> gig, and that that came from playing with the Roots because, and and funny enough, the the, the um, 
an incredible, a great friend of mine, Andrew Mendelson, has done uh, very well for himself. He has the number one mastering house in Nashville, Georgetown Masters. Uh-huh. Similar thing where his mentor, unfortunately, passed a heart attack relatively young. Yeah. And his wife sold Andrew the business. Uh-huh. So he took over for this gentleman. I forget his name, but also a big name in the mastering yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Mendelson has been on I've top. heard that. I've heard that. He's been on probably. top of the country world yeah. for, you know, yeah. for 15 years now. Yeah. So he's mastered both my albums. Yeah. So another. Great job. You know, so. taking it to like that's you know, great the mercedes of mastering so um andrew gets a call from he's in nashville the mavericks are in nashville the sax player yeah um max uh you know looking for a new trumpet player for the mavericks and uh andrew and i've stayed in touch since 07 because i got him into a root show in atlanta via another friend um uh, frank romano who uh plays guitar on amazing stuff so um we became friends and, you know, stayed in touch. So he yeah. said, man, Matt Cappy might be available, so give him a shout. So that's literally how that call came. Wow. Yeah. I saw Nick Perry's on your record. Young Nick Perry, the bass it's a player? Different, it's a different Nick Perry. Oh, it's another Nick Perry. It's a Perry. different Nick yeah. Perry. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, I'm going, Nick Perry, he was yeah. playing bass. And I said, yeah. oh, he plays bass. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah. Ah, there we go. So talking about uh, Matt's versatility, I want to just play one a little bit of one other song uh, on Tales of the Tape. It's a song called Electric Shine, and it's very different sounding than Tronics. You, I saw you describe this as kind of Talking Heads slash Genesis meets the Roots. Yeah, um, it's it's kind. Of, you want to just talk about this track for a second before we play a little of it? Yeah. So um, I um, recorded everything outside of um, my lead trumpet and uh, the verse trumpet, and um, I guess the keyboards we had done uh, live in studio together. And at that point, it was more like a, a root song, right? And I'm right. like, well, how, you know, and I, I just um, was in the studio a lot, and I have a Rhodes at my studio and just messing with textures, but yeah. I, I just love the keyboards of Genesis and Talking Heads and that whole yeah. era. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This, it, at this point, it was just wide open. There was nothing on there except this great groove underneath. Right. So I started missing, so that the melody that you hear of the keyboards like I started singing and I was like that I love this but I'm like I don't think that's trumpet what else is it and then I found it on on these keyboards and Clay Sears is an amazing Uh, amazing, he's a brilliant musician brilliant musician so that's him playing keys on that Right. So Eric Eric Sales is playing guitar on that. Right. So Ke- Clay laid the keyboard. So like I gave him the you know, the vocal part of what I wanted, and yeah, then yeah. he laid it. Um, and then I just put muted trumpet on it and soloed over it. But um, and I'm singing at the back end of it, which, nice. which I'm trying to introduce that more of as well. That's wonderful. And then my young son, uh, my my eight year old Fry, uh, I forget the word. I had a working title called like come alive which is kind of like, like like a roots uh staple in their things like 215 come alive right. uh, black thought would say right. but i believe they also have a song so i'm like i can't call it that and i'm like you know what i'm listening to it over and over at the house and fry comes in he's like dad i don't know i just i feel like this is like i don't know like electric shine and I was oh, like, that's, that's pretty <laughs> impressive from an eight-year-old to come yeah. up because that's a cool sounding title. Yeah, it's a great, it's title. A great yeah. and, and my wow, my, my son is very crazy. He's very he's, he's a talented youngster. Yeah. And I'm like, Fry, it's like Fry, come here, man. Give me a hug. I love you. You just you just nailed it. You it, nailed like, it. This is an incredible wow. name. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is actually the the new the second single from Tales of the Tape, which is at, the, the album's out next week, but you can actually get this song now on all the streaming sites. It's called Electric Shine, and we'll hear a little of that, and then maybe Matt will play some music live for us.
I love it. I love the production. It's just I appreciate it. Knock me so out. Much. I was like, wow, cool. You know, and you know, the first track you could hear the upright and, yep. and the tone of it, and then as you go through the record, it 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 pulls you in because there's so many. It's like having a great dinner with a chef that really knew what they were doing. Wow. Because all of a sudden it's like you're hearing sounds, and I love the again the production. It's like when someone whoever mixed it. I was reading the credits and where you did it. And it's like yeah. just the way it's showing up in my ears. Somebody's really thinking about left, right, center, all that stuff. Sounds terrific, uh, uh, man. Actually, Ryan Drum Moyes, tones. Ryan Moyes uh, mixed uh, eight of the songs or nine of the songs. Uh, no, eight of the songs. Where's he from? Was he? Well, I, funny enough, he lives in Woodbury. Oh, cool. Um, but, oh, <laughs> yeah. Could have stopped by and uh, yeah. he, he uh, is is a professor at Drexel. Oh, wow. So I I recorded outside of Activate and Better Days. I recorded those in Haddon Heights at Gradwell. Oh, I love Gradwell. Um, with Dave Downham. So yeah. Downham engineered and yeah. mixed those. Yeah. But the other eight songs, um, I was uh, fortunate enough to, to record at Drexel Studio One. Yeah. Brand new studio designed by Walter Stork. Incredible sounding room. Really? Incredible board. Wow. The, the newest and the best of everything. Wow. Um, so they basically gave Drexel's doing so well that the president gave Ryan the uh. keys and said, hey, what's your wish list? And they didn't say no to anything. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I got to put you in touch with Ryan. You got to yep. go over there. Yeah, and, I want to check kids. it out. I want to check but, it out. You know, so, and, the, and the cool thing is you get to meet the kids and yeah. they get to ask you questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we recorded most most of this stuff at Studio One and, mm. and the great Ryan Moyes. Um, well, he did a, a wonderful job. He's a Grammy winner with um, Ty Tribbett and GA, that choir. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing guy. It definitely yeah, yeah. sounds great. Hey, you can go on mattcappy.com yeah. to uh, find out all the information about the album, and you can order, I'm sure you can pre order it at mattcappy.com. You, you can do that, and also uh, Matt Cappy, the Bandcamp. So yeah. mattcappy.bandcamp.com. You can get it there. Um, and please follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at mattcappymusic, yeah. one word. I could have listened to you all day. This is like, well, let's listen to, to Can me. we listen to him live? Matt, Matt, do you want to pull the trumpet out and sure, play let's, something let's for us with it. Dave here? Cool. Uh, we love one of the, the highlights of this podcast is, is having musicians in the studio. It's been very, you know, over the last year we've only had one yeah, guest yeah, yeah, in the studio, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's really exciting to have. It's really exciting to have live music again in the studio. So we were uh, we've been talking about jazz, and um, this is a great head uh, called Aprava. Um, one, two. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yes, I love it. I, I hope I wasn't rushing you too much. The coffee, man, baby. No, you, were, you were in the pocket, as always. Dude. Oh, yeah, man. What a tone when you're playing. That's great. I love dude. doing the impromptu kind of yeah, thing like that. Uh, you know. That's very uh, cool. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. Matt, who was the first, like, quote unquote big name musician that like the, the most people would write was it tony bennett was that the first guy you played with tony that, that the first like huge name that was the, that was my first big gig and you know it's funny uh that's you know dave or andy you did your research and i really appreciate that andy's the best um i this this photo just showed up on facebook today but this is 1994 maybe 95. I, I was a sophomore in college and so the, my last mentor the Again, unfortunately, the late, great Rick Kerber, um, who was first call. Um, he went out to Vegas after graduating Temple and made it there and became a cat in the in the showrooms there. Came back eventually, um, settled. And um, so Joe Fallon, once he had his third child, said, you know, I'm, I, I got a, more time with the family. I'm gigging so much. You know, here's Rick Kerber's number. So Rick took me from freshman year through my sophomore year at UArts. He was on, he was a, on faculty at UArts. But Rick was the number one call at, you know, either Atlantic City or Philadelphia and um, a great, great man. So he basically had two things going on one weekend and he said, Matt, you ready? You know, prior, so, so my freshman year of college, he took me down and I got to sit in at a Natalie Cole rehearsal. Yeah. And yeah. oh my God, it was <laughs> fascinating yeah, just to be in the trumpet section oh, yeah. and to be in a professional rehearsal and, right. and what was expected. Yeah, and yeah. It was chart after chart after chart. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they, they blew their faces off. Wow. And then it was like, you have two hours and wow. then we're back at it in the show, right? Wow. But it's like, so that kind of got me ready. But then he said, you know, here we go. You know, I can't make it. I gave the contractor, um, Dick Paul, you're going to be getting a call. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, here's what to expect. So I show up, and in this picture, uh, I'm on the far left, and then the great Don Downs, who's from Wilmington, longtime Broadway player in New York City, the great late Johnny Bellow. This guy was lead trumpet for Frank Sinatra and a wow. host of others. He played with Irv Collar. And then uh, Bill Pusey. So this wow. is backstage at the Caesars, probably in circa 1994. Look at that. Wow. But yeah, that was an amazing weekend, um, Andy. Um, and I also during college. Serious cats, they look like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. It's great. Legends. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a time uh, yeah, yeah. throwback, right? Because, I that, I, you know, I was born at the right time in a way where I caught the end of that. Mm. Unfortunately, Atlantic City was kind of like, it, right. you know, they were starting yeah. to phase yeah. it out, yeah. unfortunately, for like yeah. more slots and that crap. Maybe it'll come back. You know, hopefully you know? it'll come back. But yeah. I was I was at least um, get, got in the tail end of that. Um, mm. I also got to play with Aretha Franklin wow. right. outside the, uh, the All-Star game when it was, I think, 96 outside mm. the vet. Oh, yeah. wow. Ozzy Smith and Cal Ripken's last wow. uh, All-Star oh. game. Oh, wow. And I remember the Jeff Kivett from New York City one of like like these guys have been playing in that level forever i got a tux on i got the yeah. pass one of my first passes yeah, right? yeah. i was proud of that just and he's like matt because i was like wow man the all-star game's right there and he's right. like he goes matt just walk in i was like what he's like yeah just walk in i was like I, I can't do that what do you mean i don't have a ticket he's like you don't need a ticket you got a, you got a tux you got a pass that says something pretty official and you it, just played with aretha franklin just so played with aretha franklin. i think that can, hey, was, yeah. was steve jordan playing drums uh, uh bernard purdy bernard. oh wow yeah, yeah. Well, um, matt do you have a probably not one because you've played with so many i know like for like a pinch me moment i know like with dave meeting paul mccartney yeah was right up there do you have a moment or someone you met that just like holy shit i'm with this person or they're 
or are there too many to name kind of thing? Yeah, you know, Andy, I've been yeah, I've been super blessed. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest, and uh, and you know, but it's kind of nice even to be asked to even be here or anywhere and talk about this stuff because. It's kind of like you just sort of like, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you, but it really is true. <laughs> um, but for me, it wasn't um, – what one of, the, one of the most amazing moments of all this was uh, getting uh, – I have a friend named Kanan who I met early on in Jill Scott. He was a refugee from Somalia, but yeah. his family was prominent wow. over there, and they made wow. it to New York and were getting wow. heckled and then went mm. up to Toronto. Yeah. So I'm playing early with Jill. We're in Detroit, meet Kanan over dinner, and we yeah. become friends. He flies into Toronto, start wow. working on his music. Years later, he's now a signed artist, and he's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So he goes, Matt, where are you going to be? Uh, it was right around our birthday, Dave, because you're an Aquarius too. Yeah, right? February 11th. What so um, mine's January 28th. Excellent. So it was literally, I had played the Montego Bay Jazz Fest with Jill, mm -hmm. and I go, I'm actually going to be in Jamaica. He goes, I'm flying you to Kingston, and we're going to record at Bob Marley's house. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I met Stephen Marley, wow. Damian Marley. Wow. But to be in the room where Exodus was recreated and, and all that yeah. was, was just chills. Yeah. Like, I'm just like the privilege yeah. and uh, the honor to be with. Oh, my God. Well, it's, it's, it's an amazing story. I mean, a kid, you grow up playing trumpet in a small town in South Jersey. <laughs> and, you're yeah. and now you're playing all over the world with some mm. of the biggest names on the planet. You're mm. making great music yourself. It's yeah. I, mean, it, you're, I mean, I know it's a cliche to say live in the dream. Mm. No, <laughs> but you're clearly but Matt, you're, you're still you're, the, you know like you're, you're such a humble great great guy to hang with and i think that you know it's just with all the accomplishments accomplishments you've had and everything that's going on with your life you know uh, it, you've stayed Matt Cappy, yeah, man. I am that's who beautiful. I am. My, my, well, you go to the Dave yeah. Osikinen School of Staying Humble because oh. they talk about a guy who's done it all and seen it all. And oh. he's still the same Dave who grew up in Levittown. And now it's basically, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, I'm, I'm happy to be in his boat. And I get day, the sense, man. Matt, that you were the kind of, I, obviously, I didn't know you when you were growing up, but you feel like you're just a regular guy who just yeah. happens to have this incredible resume. We, we feel uh, lucky, you know, right? There's well, times I, when you're playing with some cats, you look over and go, wow, yeah, you know, and I've, still opportunities. Uh, uh, come our way you know it's 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 nice great man. you know grateful thankful yeah. humbled mm -hmm. um i definitely was raised you know rain carol yeah. um my dad retired uh new jersey transit bus driver my mom retired um special ed teacher oh, but they you know teacher. they were they were that that generation was like mm -hmm. you know the most important person in the room is the secretary or the janitor mm -hmm. or whoever it's like we're all right. in the same playing yeah. field um, yeah. You shake hands. You be a good person. Yeah, I'm and, with you. And that's I'm you. sure. I'm sure I'm both of you. you guys have met people along the way who do kind of they get a certain level of success and then they become a different person. Absolutely. And, it, and it's you know I, I I find myself always well disappointed and at the same time uh, you know you you feel like they're missing out right. because it's just there's just so much to learn from the, the everyday of you know people that are doing what they have to do. It's it's uh, you know. Uh, I couldn't imagine being on the road without my tech or my people and they do so much and, you know, there's all part of it, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was great. Hey, Matt, before, uh, obviously you got the new album, anything else you want to promote? Do you have any any shows coming up or anything? Um, I, I do. Um, I have uh, three shows coming up. Uh, one is, uh, the, the first one is June 12th outside the Physic Estate in Cape May, a part of their um, Sunset Jazz series. So the album comes out June 11th, so this will be the first uh, show where officially once the album's out. Um, June 26th, Saturday, June 26th, friends of mine um, have a great festival called the Beard Fest in Hamilton, New Jersey. Nice. I have an afternoon set on June 26th. Um, 
and I believe um, the date is Thursday, August 26th. Um, I'm going to be playing in Camden County at the Cooper River Sweet. Oh, um, great, yeah. that we're Beautiful finalizing right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, go see Matt live if you never have. Yeah. Check out his album and, and uh, Tales of the Tape. You can also get his first album, Church uh, Church and State. And uh, again, you want to run run down the uh, social media uh, links again just yeah, to yeah. let people know? Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, absolutely. You can see everything at my website at mattcappy.com, M-A-T-T-C-A-P-P-Y.com. But social media, please give a follow. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, is Matt Cappy Music, one word. All right. Well, Matt, this, this was great. Thank you so man. much for being here and, uh, yeah. and uh, continued good luck. Thanks for, for, for having me, and it was a pleasure talking with you all as well. And congrats on this uh, beautiful space you have. It's fun, man. Oh. It is. They're doing a great job here. We have fun, man. Yeah, I would say. It's good. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thank you, man. Thank you, David. Right. So, Matt, uh, Dave, Matt was fantastic, wasn't he? I mean, oh, he was just such a, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Such a, um, a great guest, a terrific talent, and, yeah. and just a great person. Hey, yeah. we normally, when we have guests in the studio, we normally just wrap it up when we're done with the guests, but we wanted to... It's a special uh, day. Da- well, <laughs> Dave and I wanted to come back. Um, so we've done 90 episodes together, and uh, for the time being, unfortunately, Dave, this is going to be, as I've told you, this is going yep. to be my last uh, episode uh, co-hosting with you. Um, I got a, a, a new full-time writing job, and... Uh, uh, it's pretty set hours, yeah. and at, for now, at least, I'm not going to be able to commit to doing the podcast anymore. So the good news for our listeners is you're going to keep it going. Uh, the great uh, bass player and, and a, a super entertaining guy. Funny guy. Kenny great, Aronson, great. Uh, who has been on the show, I think, three times, yeah. is going to take my spot at, yep. as your co-host for yep. the time, you know, for, at least for now. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to remain a part of the In the Pocket family. I'm going to continue to support the podcast. Um, We've done 90. 90 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I did 88 of them. I missed two uh, for for personal reasons, but uh, 90 episodes with you. And I got to say, Dave, this has been... Well, a joy. I, 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 it has been a joy. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna save what I have to say okay. for you for the last. Right. I just I have to thank some people. Right. Um, I'm gonna start with thanking Wildfire Radio. I mean, you know, anybody in America can start a podcast, but having a professional studio be the host of this podcast, and you know, having producers like Marcus Darpino, who was our original producer, yeah. and and now Taylor Cardatis. It's, um, it's just it, it, it's having that professional setting. I think has has contributed to um, the quality of the podcast. I just want to thank Marcus and Taylor and Jim Grasso, uh, who's the head of Wildfire, and, and uh, uh, dealt with him a little bit. And uh, it's just been um, it's just been a joy to be part of this Wildfire family. And uh, thank you to uh, to Wildfire. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors, um, yeah. our, our most recent sponsors, Croker Percussion and School of Rock Mainline. But we've had probably all together maybe eight or nine, maybe ten th- throughout yeah. the ninety episodes. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I can't mention all we've of them. We've even had fans of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Let's give a, a special yeah. shout out to Mark Mylino yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's that probably special. He is probably the in the pocket number one fan, yeah. and he. He twice sponsored the podcast Amazing. with just just Amazing. Uh, donation. So, right. so thank you, Mark. It's great to kind of have gotten to know. He's over in Germany, but I've gotten yeah. to know Mark through social media. What a nice guy! Yeah. Um, I want to thank Big Daddy Graham because he um, 
he how, instigated the how whole I thing. How I found out about Wildfire <laughs> Radio was being a guest on Big Daddy's podcast right. uh, a couple uh, a couple times, yep. and then when I initially lost my job at the newspaper and I wanted to kind of get back into you know some form of music journalism, whatever, um, it, through Big Daddy, I was like, well, you know, let me call Big Daddy. Hey, how do you get a show on Wildfire? And then he introduced me to Marcus. And um, Marcus told me all about it. And Marcus said to me, well, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, he, he gave me the lowdown. And I, and I've said this before, I knew my name alone wasn't going to necessarily attract uh, listeners to a podcast. So who do I know who everybody knows, uh, who's, who's a great guy who knows everybody. And of course, Dave was, was, was the first person um, I thought of. And, it's and I was honored when you called me. It's obviously worked Absolutely. out pretty well. So, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to talk about Dave again in a minute. I, <laughs> Obviously, we have to thank our guests. Yeah. Dave and I were just saying uh, yeah. after after Matt left, or uh, amazing, we have been so blessed to have right. some of the guests we've had mm -hmm. on the show over ninety episodes. Some, you know, just Indeed. you know, a, a lot of them are Philly musicians, but we've had musicians, you know, that the are not from Philly, just right. on a national Paul level. Barrere. Paul, the, the late Paul Barrere. Dave and I are both huge Little Feet fans, yeah. and uh, so having Paul Barrere, uh, we had Doug Clifford from from CCR on, yeah. the, on the anniversary of yeah. Woodstock, um, and then you know, I'm, I'm not going to name all the Philly musicians we've had because we'll miss people. But they thank you to every to the ones that played live like we got to hear matt play live today um i, I being in the studio listening to you dave play with some of our guests mm -hmm. you know, it's just I, I'm, it's like i'm watching a doing zeppelin tunes with paul hammond you know? yeah just watching like a uh, yeah. an up close concert it's it, it just you know it, like in my own like in my own room here it, it, yeah. it's just fabulous so thank you so much to our guests thank you to our listeners um i mentioned mark Maialino because he's our number one fan yeah. but everyone who has listened whether yeah. you listen to one episode whether you've listened to all 90 um, it's just obviously we wouldn't have kept this going if it felt like nobody was listening. Um, just, okay, right? I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. It, but I, I think I don't know if it, if, if if Taylor's ready. But you know, I've had a few, you know, a few people know that this was your last for right now podcast. They've actually sent a few messages. I don't know if Taylor has anything queued up, but um, if you do. Um, oh, Dave. Yeah. You oh, know, Dave, you, I people, did not. Know yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, and I mentioned her like, are you really? No, we just got to talk to you. I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, do we have anything ready for us, uh, Taylor? Hey, Andy, it's Zuzu from Soraya. And I just want to wish you the best of luck on your new job. You're an amazing writer and you're doing what you're meant to do. You were amazing on the podcast. Loved being interviewed by you and David. Good luck to you and all you do. I'm sure we'll see each other soon. We're not done yet. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Andy. Rob here from the Hooters. Just wishing you good luck and congrats with the new gig. Here, there's a big change coming. Sending our best wishes to you. Go get them. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> All the best. Have a good one. That's great. And... Yeah. Hey, Andy, it's Willie Nile here. I wanted to wish you good luck with the new gig. Congratulations. Sending you all the best from New York City. Hope to see you on the trail sooner than later. Cheers, brother. Yeah. They all love you, man. Oh, Dave, you're the best, man. Uh, Thank you for putting that together. Thank you to Zuzu and to yeah. Rob and to Willie, uh, yeah. three of my favorite guests that we yeah. had on the. Well, I, hell, I loved all our guests. I mean, it's it's I, I can't pick favorite, but that's awesome, Dave. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we had Zuzu on twice, and we had Rob recently, and and I love Willie Nile. Oh, that that that. that. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you. Well, I thought I, Dave got me this. Uh, this I brought him some the, cookies. Brought me some cookies. I thought yeah, that was that all was I was my getting wife's here. Idea. Um, so thank you, Dad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, thank you for those wishes. That's fantastic. Yeah. I just want to wrap up. Uh, I was thanking everybody. Um, obviously, the listeners and, and the sponsors and the guests. 
I got to thank you, man, because you um, just working with you. It's so easy. It's so natural. And and I, people who know Dave know this is true. But if you don't know him personally, what you hear on this podcast is exactly who he is. He's just a he's just a down to earth person who just loves talking to music and, and, and I love talk, talking about music and he love and, and the appreciation that he has I mean it's genuine it's not Dave has accomplished you know so much as a, as a drummer as a musician and yet he still has such a genuine genuine appreciation for the people we've had on the show with us and man being um, uh, you know just being your co-host you know, for now that's, that's coming to an end, but being your friend, that's forever, oh. man. That's forever. So, uh, I, I, I've loved doing this with you. You've made it so much fun and, uh, I'm going to miss it, but I'm going to listen every week to you and Kenny. And, uh, I, I, I don't think our listeners have heard the last of me. Let's just, let's oh, just say, well, the, I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and so, you know, when you announced the fact that this was your last one, you know, Andy told me, it was about what, about a week ago. A couple ago. weeks ago. A couple yeah. weeks ago, he let me know. So I kind of digested. It wasn't like when he just told me now. So, uh, you know, we we talked about everything. So, um, yeah, we're going to keep the podcast going. We're going to miss Andy. Andy's amazing. And uh, but uh, again, I feel the same way, Andy. It's really comfortable. We just hang out. And I was just thinking 90 every every other week we get together and just have it's like a couple friends having a cup of coffee, talk, shooting the shit. And it's just a great thing. And our guests have been amazing. Taylor's been amazing. It, it's just been a great experience. And if I, w I wouldn't have been doing it, if it wasn't for the fact that you called me and said, what do you know about podcasts? <laughs> so well, I, I don't think I would have yeah. been doing it if I couldn't have gotten, yeah. if I didn't have a co-host like yeah. you, who, yeah. you know, who just, uh, you know, attracts the guests. Yeah. And, and uh, I know you've busted your ass to get guests, um, you know, and your connections. And obviously we've been blessed by, by some of your connections, but okay. uh, Hey, it, it's been fun. And the in the pocket podcast is not over. It'll be back with Kenny Aronson and Dave uh, in a couple weeks. So um, just again, thank you to wildfire radio thank you to taylor matt thank you to matt cappy for dave i'm andy and uh dave will see you next time on in the pocket pocket <laughs>